United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Hi, Tegan. Hi, it's always great to be here with you, Julie. Yeah, nice to have you back. So uh, tell us about PeaceCon. PeaceCon is, is an incredible conference. It's the major annual gathering of international peace builders taking place in the United States, hosted by the Alliance for Peacebuilding with support from the U.S. Institute of Peace. This year's focus was climate, COVID, and conflict, and it was a really incredible gathering. How did those threads come together? It started out early on. We had a major plenary panel with a variety of peace builders speaking about what climate change currently means for their work. But then there was a series of seminars around a variety of different topics. One of the most important parts of the plenary panel for me was having people like Patrick Youssef from the International uh, Committee of the Red Cross along with people who are real peace builders who are working on the ground, talking about what their experience is. It's no longer possible to say that climate change does not intersect with peace building. The realities are there, and people working on peace building are already having to deal with it. Um, is it is it because of migration and other issues, hunger? Climate change is impacting a lot of natural resources on which people depend. And so it's changing how people use land, what kind of water is available, food security, quite honestly, because crops are being impacted as well. And they're, the crops are not as reliable as they used to be during, during, um, now that we're in the era of climate change. All of these things are beginning to come up, but it's also affecting bigger things like the choices that people make about whether to migrate for work on a temporary basis to gain additional income or whether to leave their homes for good. And how does COVID intersect with um, the issues of, of peace and climate? You know, COVID is complicated, and I must admit I'm not as well versed on that as climate change. But I think one of the things that climate change, COVID, and conflict all do is impact the way that governments, the capacity that governments have to respond to challenges, whether it means that there are institutions that can't perform so well because they're dealing with so many different stresses, whether it's disruptions of essential services, hospitals, you know, just the basic act of providing services like schools and other, other, other government services, the economic impacts, which are incredibly difficult to project and to know how to expect and to plan around, all of these kinds of things are impacted. But one of the things that um, has also been shown recently to be really critical, whether it's in the climate change space, the COVID space, or the conflict space, is how people feel about each other, how they trust each other, and whether there's a weakening of social cohesion. Tegan, you also mentioned that climate change is leading to militarization and false solutions. Can you, can you explain what that means, how that's manifesting? Absolutely. One of the things that we're beginning to see is that 
because of stresses related to climate change compounded on all sorts of other things, people are potentially going to be on the move more than in the past. How that comes up sometimes in discussions is, oh, wow, we're going in, those of us in the United States are going to experience significant more stresses on our borders because people are going to want to come to the United States. People are going to want to come to Europe, and we need to shut down our borders and really control who we let in. In fact, the majority of people who are likely to be on the move because of how climate change is intersecting with other stresses are likely to stay local. They're likely to stay in their own countries or to stay regionally and not to be, you know, creating these major complicated political crises on other countries. And so we need to be realistic about that. We also need to recognize that migration has always been an approach that people have used to environmental stress. This is not new. In fact, it can actually be a really positive approach to climate and environmental change. And so we need to be, firstly, more honest about what the likely impacts are going to be, but also recognize that people generally want to stay close to their homes. They have a community. They have a culture. They have places that are important to them and not try to create major politicization or a militarized response to something that is more in our heads than in reality. For so long, we've been hearing environmentalists warn about this, and it seems like it is finally upon us, Tegan. It is. It has been for a while. Tegan Blaine is Director of Climate, Environment and Conflict at the U.S. Institute of Peace. Tegan, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.